So why are there so many fitness businesses up for sale? Hey everyone, it's uh, Dave Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Libsyn, blah, 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 wherever they'll have me podcast, where I talk about buying, selling, financing, managing small and medium-sized businesses. Today, I got a question from Rick from YouTube who simply asked me, like, how come there are so many fitness businesses that are up for sale? It's a great question. And, um, you know, I've never really... It's never really come across to me that there are a lot up for sale, but I took a quick peek at a couple of business for sale websites and I did notice that there's a lot of fitness businesses up for sale. But there are a few things about fitness businesses that make them a little bit special uh, versus most other kinds of businesses out there. And what that is, is the deferred revenue. So just in case you haven't seen my video about deferred revenue, let me do a quick recap. If you own a fitness business, and somebody walks in the door on January the 1st and they buy a one-year membership for, let's say, $360 because it's an evenly divisible number. Um, most fitness businesses would record that as a sale of $360 on that day when, in fact, it's not. In reality, what it is is it might be a sale for $30 representing the portion of that money which should be accounted for in the month of January and then the remaining $330 while the cash does go in the bank in the books of the business it shouldn't really be recorded as a sale it's recorded more like a loan like you borrowed money from your customer you still owe them the service on the balance sheet this would actually sit as a liability uh, in most places it would be referred to as deferred revenue or maybe customer deposits something of that nature so that if somebody looked at the balance sheet of the business they would see that the business owes services which have been paid for but not yet delivered. Now, do most mom and pop, everyday neighborhood fitness businesses do this proper accounting? No, no, they just record it as a sale. And so what ends up happening is when your new fitness business opens, um, you may not have enough customers come through the door to technically make a profit. However, you might sell enough memberships to pay your bills. So what this does is it creates the notion or idea in the owner's mind that they're doing just great because they're paying the bills. But what is happening in reality is that they are accruing a debt to their clientele. Okay. So, and you've probably seen this happen in, in your neighborhood or you've heard about it with, with different gyms. So what happens is a new gym or fitness business opens up, they've got brand new equipment, everything is beautiful, it looks really nice. They do a big drive to bring people in. They start to sell memberships. People go there, they work out. Because the business is always in deficit to its members, um, it's able to actually operate with negative operating capital or, or you know, negative equity, which means that these businesses can be insolvent from the day they start, all right? Because they owe so much to these clients in the future even though the accounting may not be done correctly and you might not be able to see it. And that's, this is where the, some of the problems come from. So the business operator, he goes and he operates the business and maybe a year or two or three go by. And then they want to go and start expanding, uh, renewing their equipment, doing something to make the place nicer, for example. And this is where some of the problems will start to kick in because as they get into year two, year three, 
they basically then start to rely on the true cash flow of the business and maybe their income statement doesn't really show they're making that much money but they've always been able to pay their bills and when the banker starts to examine the, the the statements and they start to really dig into the business and of course the banks have all kinds of models that say that this is a very risky kind of business so their standards are quite high what ends up happening is these people can't get the money to renew and refresh the equipment and the facility so what ends up happening it starts to get ratty it starts to get you know a little bit worn out it starts to get dog-eared all of a sudden it's not quite so attractive you know the the right kind of client who's willing to pay top dollar for a nice gym that has all the great features they're less willing to go to this place and it becomes harder and harder to sell memberships and then you start to discount and you start to get the wrong kind of people and the whole thing starts to slide slowly down and then you know what happens when you get to this point where all you really need is to do is make another sale to make things work is somebody else mortgages their house in the neighborhood and they open a brand new gym with brand spanking new equipment and then what do you do right and so this was driven home to me recently because um, as you guys know I'm also a certified machinery and equipment appraiser and in the last six months I've been asked by two different banks to come and evaluate the machinery and equipment at two different gyms and so I've seen what has happened in these places some people have invested in brand new equipment they've spent $150,000, $200,000 to outfit a gym and at the end of the day you can buy this equipment on the used market for a quarter of what they paid and so they're trying to sell their gym now and the buyers are paying much much less or at least the bank is willing to lend against the equipment for much much less than it was originally worth so it can be a really hard business and I don't think you'll find anyone out there in the fitness industry who will try to tell you that it's not a hard business uh, I know of several people who've gone in and out of the gym business they all have similar horror stories about how difficult it can be the key in the, the the gym business is that stability of income so that you can continuously reinvest in equipment and I think that's why when you look at models like YMCA's for instance where they, they try to broaden the reach of who their clientele is and they, they make it's not just people that want to work out it's families and they they want to do all kinds of different activities they, they create this huge pool of monthly membership cash flow and it allows them to better plan um, what they're going to do as far as capital reinvestment in the business to make things look nice I also see this sort of smart thinking in the big chain gyms uh, I got a, an offer in the mail for a brand new um, fitness place that just opened and it's like a multi-million dollar place and they were giving people in the neighborhood a seven-day free trial when I went into that place everything was new everything looked great but what I noticed more than anything is that there were like eight commission salespeople trying to sell personal training programs and it was all being sold on monthly installment plans so I could buy six months worth of intensive training that was gonna make me look like a god it was gonna be Hercules I could come onto this video take off my shirt and amaze you with my rippling muscles it would have been awesome except the training cost thousands of dollars and they were willing to let me finance it over 24 to 36 months which doesn't make sense it's like buying a car and financing it over eight to ten years right so but what it does for the gym business is it produces this steady reliable cash flow that they can make plans for so owning a fitness business um, unless it's you know simply like a 
you know, uh, an aerobic studio or something where there's very little equipment. Um, it really is a long-term planning um, deal with respect to capital expenditures and replacing equipment and keeping the walls painted and keeping the, the carpet fresh and carpet new. It's got to be in you know, the right condition to attract the right clientele. Otherwise, you end up being like that gym in, from Dodgeball, you know, the Joe regular gym or whatever it was called, where everything's kind of broken, but you can kind of make do with it and they have to charge bottom dollar and they don't ever really end up prospering in a business like that. Hope that helps. If you guys have any questions about buying, selling, financing, or managing small and medium-sized businesses, then please send me an email. Um, if you haven't already, sign up for my email list over at davidcbarnettlist.com. And with that, I'll wish you farewell and we'll see you next week. Thanks.